Hi, this is Shannon from SIS4Teachers.org. Thanks so much for joining us for our blog this week. The title of it is Word Problems in Middle School. As students move into middle school, they'll need all of those word problem skills that you're teaching them right now. This is definitely a theme for me this week as I've been helping my son Connor, who is now in sixth grade, with his math. I've watched his journey through elementary math, and I've been able to help him with all kinds of things, but this week solidified for sure for me the importance of a vertical approach to math strategies that we teach for, at SISforteachers.org in our Molding Math Mindsets training. I got to see this firsthand, then when students don't have the benefit of the framework or the vertical zip in a school district, they might end up having holes in their math comprehension as they get older. Model drawings, visual models, bar models, unit bars, by now you know this is one of my most favorite ways to teach kids how to do word problems. Understanding this whole approach helps relate back to the concepts that students should be learning to help them develop algebraic understanding. The high school where we live has 7,000 kids and our middle schools are large as well. So we are 100% virtual due to COVID, though we hope to be able to go back in person the second semester. Both of my children are doing online learning from home and I've been able to watch my kids' teachers work their tails off as all teachers are doing right now to help make accommodations for what we are facing with COVID. It's been a rare opportunity to be there with my son Connor as he's learning math concepts in sixth grade, and it's really helped to really diagnostically see where misconceptions of students' mathematical understanding can really come from to the forefront as they get older. In elementary school, Connor did really well. He was able to keep up with most of the math concepts, but there was never really a connection of the concepts being taught from one grade level to the next. There was never really, in my opinion, a common language, which is one of the things at SIS that we really think is really vital to student success. I made a connection today while helping Connor with his homework. As he was reading the story problems, I immediately knew he was talking about ratios but he was really struggling with some misconceptions. I realized that if Connor had had a series of multiplicative comparison understanding when he was in fourth and fifth grade, and if he really understood the step-by-step -step visual model process, this concept of ratios would really have been a piece of cake. If we teach kids this early on in first grade, imagine Connor having a process that reinforces year after year after year. Imagine him being able to be independent using the process on tests to help him apply his learning. That's something that Connor didn't get in school because they didn't really have a cohesive way of doing word problems and there wasn't really a really adopted way of really helping students do this. And although he did fine in elementary math, we can see that we need work of where, what he was doing in elementary school. And I think it really will affect him now that he is getting older. I've gone into sixth grade classroom where students have grown up in their school system. They do visual models religiously with the journals that are coded. Everyone has a common language, whether you're in second, third, fourth, fifth grade, you learn the step-by-step -step model. As problems start to become harder, students are able to rely on a process in a way that can help them problem solve through different types of problems. I watched these sixth graders, I vividly remember being there 
These ratio problems are simple, a kid said, because they had the foundation of word problems and understood the concepts of the multiplicative comparison, which was a direct relation. Today we're featuring a sample of our model drawing video tutorial and PowerPoint companion of the multiplicative comparison so you can see how ratio problems are similar. If students can learn this process of reading the problem, it would be simpler for them too as they get older. As you'll see in the video, we'll use one inch square tiles to help students understand this concept. Quite frankly, that's what Connor needed when I was helping him with his homework this week so he could understand what the words were saying. Slowing down. One of Connor's biggest problems was that if it was difficult for him and he couldn't just plow through the problem and really wanted to know exactly what the answer was, because that's really what most kids do, I had to force him to slow down, chunk and check a problem. As soon as he heard the ratio, I had him stop for a minute. Now think of the total. But to think about how dark chocolates were compared to white chocolates. How many green apples were there compared to red apples? He had 12 or so word problems for homework and felt like he never could get through it because he didn't understand the concept. But as soon as he agreed to my pace of slow, it seemed to start to click. He put in his labels, one for white chocolate, another one for dark chocolate. Then he had one for green apples and one for red apples on another problem. And then he had to figure out how many one inch square tiles he would need to create the ratio stated. He needed to look at the details. Were they talking about the ratio for the comparison of green apples first, or was it red apples first? That was part of the chunking and checking process that he really needed because in order to know what comes first in a ratio is going to help. As Connor continued to read the problem, I want him to think about the total. Where does the total go? The total that they give you, was it for the red apples? Was it for the green apples? Was it on the white chocolate or the dark chocolate? Was it with the white and the dark chocolate combined? I needed him to understand once he knew where those one inch square tiles could go, where, where the to then where would the total go? Connor can do simple division, and we know that ratios aren't anything really hard in math, but when applied to a word problem, kids just panic because they don't really know what to do with the ratios. He kept working through the problem. He told me the seven total containers there were, five red apples and two, gre and two green. I know that there are 45 red apples in the total, so if I divide and take the 45 divided by the five boxes, I now will know that each box equals nine. So then, as he's figuring out how many green apples there are, two boxes worth, he said each box is worth, is, are those boxes are equal, so obviously there must be 18. It was almost like a light bulb went off. He realized the problem was asking, and he really understood how simple it was once he figured out what we would think of as X. Sometimes the problem might ask a different question, something like how many total apples were there? Well, now Connor realized how much each unit was worth, so he could figure out that pretty fast as well. It just hit me with all the work that we're putting in to help kids learn this process. It is for a reason. So many teachers say, I don't want to do the area model, for example, for partial products. I just want to teach partial products because middle school says they just want the traditional way, so we're just going to do that. I do hear that a lot. But when kids get to polynomials and X become a value, it does matter if they understood the area model with the partial products. 
It's the same thing with word problems. If kids went through the word problem process that we've talked about in the past blog posts that we have in our store with our books, our posters, our model drawing bundles, with bundles you have access to if you're an M-Cube membership to our library. And if you understood the basics of part-whole addition, part-whole subtraction, part-whole missing add-in, part-whole multiplication and division, and you're able to do multi-steps, then you're able to understand the idea of additive comparison and the power of what we call multiplicative comparison. As they turn that corner in fourth and fifth grade into middle school, it is going to stick because they're going to understand how easy your ratios and rates are. The step-by-step -step model drawing book by Shar Forston is a really great resource to use if you are a sixth grade teacher. We also have an advanced model drawing book that takes you to the algebraic concepts and higher concepts of algebra for older students. I also love our sixth grade model drawing book because it's filled with all the things like fractions, decimals, ratios, and rates, all the things that Connor's going to be learning this year. Of course, I will continue to serve as Connor's virtual home para-pro to help reinforce these concepts so he understands math in a conceptual way, even if it's not taught that way. It might not be being taught that way because we may assume that students have this conceptual understanding, but we have to realize that math is all connected. When we look at schools today, it's not about making sure that individual teachers have the same book purchased from the same publisher. It's about applying strategies, which in is where the math mites come in so that kids can see DC with eight plus five and be able to know it with eight tenths plus five tenths. It's more about having the concrete tools available with a math salad bar, whether it's virtual or physical. As kids rely on the consistency of the common language in a school district, we have to include the common language for visual models. As I work with Connor struggling to understand ratios, it is a powerful for me as an educator and as a parent to be able to unlock that understanding for him and to watch him start to look at the ideas of solving word problems differently. One of the things he noticed that he was really solving for was x. We wrote the algebraic equations on the side a few times because I know that that's coming up next in sixth grade. We're going to start to have x and y where numbers in algebra and with algebra tiles are going to be needed. Good thing I have some of those downstairs in the warehouse to help him. As elementary teachers, sometimes we think we're doing all this work to help kids get better. And unless you have a K-8 building, you don't really see the payoff of what happens in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. So far, all elementary students doing application, pro all elementary teachers that are doing our application problems, using our videos, and really trying to diligently implement visual models, realize that your work is really laying the foundation for students to really have an understanding of math comprehension. It's important and it's so worth it. For middle school teachers, check out Thinking Blocks, part of our part of Math Playground. And it's a whole sections on ratios and proportions and can really help students to be able to understand the concept virtually. I'm certainly gonna have Connor use this to practice more this week. Thanks so much for joining us.